Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge, presented by Georgia Alabama Sports Live. And you are listening to us on Home of Southern Sports, WQEE 99.1 FM, the key. Don't forget, you can catch an episode Monday through Friday from 2 to 3 p.m. on 99.1. I am on right after Rod Peterson and right before Braves Country today with Mac McGee and the Armchair Quarterbacks. We have got a great show for you. I am going to have the Glenwood head basketball coach and recent inductee into the Chattahoochee Valley Sports Hall of Fame, Coach Dusty Purdue, as we are starting a weekly coaches show. And I also called the Glenwood game last night at the pit as they were taking on Southern Prep. And we just got a lot to talk about here on the show. I'm going to get into the Monday night football game between the Bengals and the Jaguars, the Bengals saving their season And the health of Trevor Lawrence, is he out for the season? And does that derail the Jaguars' chances in the playoffs? We got high school football playoffs this week in Alabama, state championships. Next week in Georgia, state championships. I'm going to break all those games down. And as the NBA in-season tournament winds down this week, I've got some thoughts about that too. And it's almost Christmas time. The transfer portal has opened up. And wow, it is like the wild, wild west. It is starting to get out of hand. All right, let's go ahead and start the show. Monday night football last night in Jacksonville. It was the first Monday night football game in Jacksonville in over a decade. And the Bengals saved their season 34 to 31 in overtime. The backup, Jake Browning. Remember him when he led the Washington Huskies to that college football playoff berth back in 2016? Yeah, he's back. He's backing up Joe Burrow. And he actually had a very good game. 32-37, 354 yards and two touchdowns. Look, the Bengals have weapons. I know that Bengals fans think when Joe Burrow got injured and was out for the season that the Bengals' season was over. Hey, they still have Jamar Chase. They still have T. Higgins. They still have Joe Mixon. They got some good pieces And they are 6-6, and and they are one of the teams that are on the outskirts trying to get that wild card berth. But there's a lot of teams right in the middle in the AFC that are fighting for those wild card spots, including two 7-5 teams, which I don't think are playoff teams. I will break down NFL playoff scenarios later in the show. But I really feel bad for Trevor Lawrence. He left the game with an ankle injury. We don't know the word yet. I think it's a high sprain ankle, and that means he'll probably be out for the regular season. If the Jaguars get into the playoffs, he will be ready for the playoffs. And there is a huge drop-off between Trevor Lawrence and C.J. Beathard. Trevor Lawrence is a top-five quarterback in this league, and C.J. Beathard is a game manager. He was drafted by the 49ers in the third round, and he didn't really pan out to be an NFL starting quarterback. He's a backup quarterback in this league, and there's nothing wrong with that. You can be a backup quarterback in this league. Can the Jaguars survive and get into the playoffs? They are 8-4. and four. Right now, I think they just got to win the division. Taking on Cleveland next week, taking on Baltimore on Sunday night football on the 17th of December And then I think they got an easy schedule. Buccaneers, Panthers, and Titans. If you look at the playoffs right now, right now the number one seed is Miami. Baltimore is the number two seed. Kansas City 
number three seed. Jacksonville would be the number four seed. If Trevor Lawrence is out for the regular season, all he's got to do is come back for the postseason. And I think the Jaguars will be fine. I do think that they are the fourth best team in the AFC because you look at Miami, Baltimore, and Kansas City. They are more complete teams. Jacksonville does have a little bit, even with Trevor Lawrence, they do have some holes. I mean, they got exposed when they took on the 49ers, lost to them 34-3. Barely beat the Texans last week, but they do a good job beating up on the bad teams, and I think that the Jacksonville Jaguars should be able to get into the playoffs, and hopefully Trevor Lawrence will be back. I can't believe the Jaguars are 3-4 and four at home. But they are 5-0 oh on the road. That is impressive. And they're only a game ahead of the Houston Texans and the Indianapolis Colts. Both surprise teams, I think, that Shane Steichen and D'Amico Ryans could get coach of the year as they are trying to find a spot for that wild card spot. Right now, it belongs to the Colts with the Houston Texans right behind them. But you got three six and 6-6 teams that are dangerous if they can get into the playoffs. Denver, Cincinnati, and Buffalo. And I'm not buying the Chargers or the Raiders as playoff teams. Over in the NFC, I know the Eagles have the best record in all of football. But they were exposed by the 49ers on Sunday. And this is my non-bias hot sports take call it what you want but the 49ers are the best team in the NFL they have the most talent and they have the best play caller Kyle Shanahan and when healthy I don't think anybody could beat them and that includes the Kansas City Chiefs if they had to face them in the Super Bowl again Brock Purdy might be the best quarterback to put on a 49ers uniform since Steve Young. And I really mean that. I've been following this team all my life. The last 20 years has been brutal. Had to go through quarterbacks like Jeff Garcia, Tim Rattay, Alex Smith, Colin Kaepernick, C.J. Beathard, Nick Mullins, and recently Jimmy Garoppolo, which he led them to a Super Bowl. But Brock Purdy is special. This is not a one-hit wonder. This is not a flash in the pants. I know he had that three-game losing streak, but I actually went back and watched those games. Bad weather on the road against Cleveland. Yeah, he did throw an interception, but he was fine. He didn't have Debo Samuel and Christian McCaffrey for most of that game. Trent Williams goes out with an injury. The Vikings game, he's without Trent Williams. He's without Debo Samuel. And that was the game where Kirk Cousins just torched the 49ers defense. The, the, the Niners defense plays a lot better now, but you cannot win in a shootout. And then you're not beating Joe Burrow in a shootout the following week. The Bengals beat them 31-17. to And may I remind you, this is without Trent Williams and Debo Samuel. So, with that being said, the 49ers, I think can run the table. I mean, they're a 10.5-point favorite against the Seahawks next week. Then they play the Cardinals. Then they play the Ravens on Christmas. I cannot wait for that. That could be a Super Bowl preview. The Commanders, I think they might be punting on the season. 
And I think that Rams game week 18 might be a little tricky. The Rams are starting to become good. If you have a healthy Matthew Stafford, the Rams are a scary team, especially when they sneak into the playoffs because they still have Aaron Donald. They still have Cooper Cup. And Puka Nakua really has come out and has been just a fabulous rookie wide receiver. Looking at the NFC, the class of the league is the 49ers. I think they're going to get the number one seed because the Eagles are going to lose to the Cowboys next week. The 49ers will have the tiebreaker with the Cowboys and the Eagles. And so here are your playoff teams. The Niners are going to get the number one seed. It's going to be either Philly or Dallas getting the number two seed. Detroit gets the number three seed. Atlanta wins that division, and they will host a playoff game. But they might have to host either Philly or Dallas in the wild card matchup, and I just don't know if that's going to be enough for the Falcons. And you got a bunch of six and six teams. The Seahawks are trending downward, but they are six and six. The Rams have the tiebreaker; they beat the Seahawks twice. And look out for the Green Bay Packers. Jordan Love is starting to improve. They got a big win over the Chiefs on Sunday night, but that pass interference call should have been called. And it didn't. That's neither here or there. And I think the Vikings are starting to trend downwards. Have They have lost uh, two straight. It should be a lot of fun as we have just a couple more weeks left in the NFL. Hey, we got bowl season in a couple of weeks. But college football regular season is still not over. We do have the Army-Navy game this weekend. But the bowl season will kick off as Georgia Southern We'll take on Ohio in the Myrtle Beach Bowl. And this always gets left out, but we do have FCS playoffs. I do want to say congratulations to the Mercer Bears for getting their playoff win over Garner-Webb. But in the second round, they went up against a powerful South Dakota State team, lost 41-0. to And now we have quarterfinals, Furman taking on Montana, Villanova taking on South Dakota State. North Dakota State, who got very lucky in their second-round game, taking on South Dakota. And then University of Albany taking on Idaho. Yes, the Idaho Vandals are now in the FCS. They used to be in the FBS. But I can't wait for bowl season. Here's some of the local teams that are playing in bowl games. Saturday, Georgia Southern taking on Ohio Jacksonville State is taking on Louisiana in the RNL Carriers New Orleans Bowl. On Friday, December the 22nd, Georgia Tech is taking on Central Florida. Saturday, December 23rd, Troy is taking on Duke, the back to back Sunbelt champions. The local bowl to Montgomery, Alabama, which is about an hour and a half from me. If I want to go to a bowl game, this would be a pretty cool game to go to. Arkansas State is taking on North Illinois. Georgia State is going to be taking on Utah State in the famous Idaho Potato Bowl. Both teams 6-6. Six and six. And another bowl game that I really would like to see is the Guaranteed Rate Bowl. Kansas taking on UNLV. I would have loved to have seen that in basketball in the early 90s. Louisville taking on USC in the Holiday Bowl. Caleb Williams is not going to play in that game. Texas A&M, Oklahoma State in the Texas Bowl. Pretty intriguing matchup. SMU, Boston College. You got Rutgers taking on Miami in the Pinstripe Bowl. And this is when we start getting into the big-time bowl games. 
Clemson is going to be taking on Kentucky in the Gator Bowl. Oregon State taking on Notre Dame in the Sun Bowl. Memphis taking on Iowa State in the Liberty Bowl. And then the first of the New Year's Six Bowl games, Missouri taking on Ohio State in the Cotton Bowl. On Saturday, December the 30th, you have Ole Miss and Penn State in the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl. That's going to be a good bowl matchup. And then Auburn is traveling up to Nashville to take on Maryland in the Music City Bowl. And then wrapping up the bowls, you got Georgia taking on Florida State in the Capital One Orange Bowl. And then Toledo taking on Wyoming in the Arizona Bowl. New Year's Day, we have Wisconsin taking on LSU in the ReliQuest Bowl. You got Liberty taking on Oregon in the Fiesta Bowl. Iowa taking on Tennessee in the Cheez-It Citrus Bowl. And then the college football playoff at 5 p.m., the Rose Bowl. Alabama taking on Michigan. Michigan is a one-and-a-half point favorite. And then Texas taking on Washington. Texas is favored by four. I am excited. I cannot wait for bowl season. But right now, we're going to go ahead and take a break right here on the show. And when we come back, I'm going to wrap up all the local events that's happening in and around the Chattahoochee Valley to include high school playoffs for Georgia and Alabama. You don't want to go anywhere. It's a sports beat with Richard Holdridge. We'll be right back. Active Pest Control offers the best services and prices to protect your home, offering both monthly and quarterly pest control services, plus specific services like bed bugs, German roach, and flea control. Even if you can't see them, insects are all around you 24-7. Active Pest Control wants to be the first line of defense. Active Pest Control, repair, bond, best termite coverage around. Active Pest Control, 34 Jefferson Street, Newton, 770-954-9941. It's the best in sports and entertainment. And get locked in and locked down with Rhino Radio Penitentiary, 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. With your host, me, Ryan O'Neill, each and every morning, right here with the best in sports and entertainment, all the way from professional sports to college sports to River Dragons hockey and everything in between, including some of the very best local and national guests. It's the Rhino Radio Penitentiary, 7 a.m. to 10 a.m., Monday through Friday, right here on 99.1 FM WQEE. After a few drinks, I'm taking it slow. Well, you're not fooling the cop behind you. What? Get ready to pay in .1 miles. Getting pulled over for buzz driving could cost you around $10,000 in fines, legal fees, and increased insurance rates. Nothing kills a buzz like getting pulled over for buzz driving, because buzz driving is drunk driving. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Tune in each Sunday morning right here on WQEE 99.1 FM for the key for help from a high with Bishop Daniel Hardaway Sr. of Redemptive Life Worship Center at 9 a.m. Hear the word of God and soak it in. You can join us for our live Sunday service at 10 o'clock a.m. till 12.30 p.m. at Redemptive Life Worship Center at 2265 Highway 54 in Marlin, Georgia. Have a blessed week. Welcome back to the Sports Beat with Richard Holders, presented by Georgia Alabama Sports Live. So glad to be here on this Tuesday. I hope you're enjoying your day. As you can catch a broadcast of this on WQEE 
99.1 FM, the key. So high school playoffs for high school football for the GHSA do not start till next week because the Falcons have a game against the Buccaneers on Sunday. They won't start until Monday, and they will run through Wednesday. But this week, we got high school playoffs in the state of Alabama. Let's talk about that Super 7A matchup between the Central Red Devils. Has not won a state championship since 2018. Head coach Patrick Nix, who his son is going to be a Heisman Trophy finalist. And so they are getting ready to take on the four-time state champion Thompson Warriors at Bryant-Denny Stadium, Wednesday at 8 o'clock. The 6A championship is going to take place Friday at 7 p.m. It is Clay Chalkville taking on Sarah Land as Sarah Land is trying to go back-to-back. In 5A, you got Gulf Shores taking on Ramsey. That will take place on December the 7th at 7 p.m. The 4A state championship, you got Montgomery Catholic taking on Cherokee County. The 3A state championship, you got Madison Academy taking on Mobile Christian. That game will kick off at 11 o'clock in the morning on Thursday, December the 7th. The 2A championship, the Realtown Rebels, undefeated season. They are taking on Fife. That game will take place on December the 8th. And finally, the 1A championship, which will take place at 3 p.m. on Thursday, December the 7th. It's Kusa Christian taking on Leroy. So this Friday, it will be officially the first Friday since the first week in August where we won't have any high school football in Georgia. All the championship games are going to be played next week starting on Monday. And it's going to roll through December 13th, capping things off with the 7A state championships. But let's go ahead and talk about Monday. All the games will be televised on GPB Sports. They will be played at the Mercedes-Benz Stadium, and this is different from when they were being played at Center Park Stadium. And we finally have instant replay. A lot of changes for the GHSA High School Championships. Let's start with 1A Division I, the rematch of the championship last year. Prince Avenue Christian and Swainsboro, and by the way, former Prince Avenue Christian quarterback, Georgia quarterback Brock Vandegrift has entered the transfer portal, but that's neither here or there. That game will start at 4 p.m., and then at 7 p.m., it is the Manchester Blue Devils making the state championship for the first time since 1997, taking on the defending 1A Division II state champions, Bowden, that got a big win over Schley County in the rematch of the championship last year to take on the Manchester Blue Devils. On Tuesday, December the 12th, at 1 p.m., you have the 2A championship between Rockmart and Pierce County. Pierce County is where Stetson Bennett went to high school. 4 p.m., Perry, you know about the State Fair. They're taking on Stockbridge. And at 7 o'clock Tuesday night, It is the 6A championship, Thomas County Central, taking on Woodward Academy. And finally, Wednesday, December the 13th, 1 o'clock p.m., the 3A state championship between Savannah Christian and Cedar Grove. 
Cedar Grove went to the championship last year, lost to Sandy Creek on that controversial call. Then at 4 p.m., the 5A championship, Coffee taking on Creekside. And then finally, 7 p.m., the 7A championship, it's Milton taking on Walton. You can catch the GHSA championship games on GPB Sports. And that wraps up high school football. Just a reminder that we've got a busy week on Georgia-Alabama Sports Live. You got a doubleheader today. St. Ampicelli taking on Bethlehem Christian. Thrift Berenger will be on the call. Tomorrow, it's Carver versus Harris County with the girls tipping off at 6 and the boys tipping off at 7.30. We got CVCC Hoops as the men's team taking on Marion Military on December the 7th. Pacelli taking on Christian Heritage on Friday, December the 8th. And Spencer taking on Northside. And then we also have Pacelli taking on Valdosta on Saturday. And we got a doubleheader. Pirates and Lady Pirates, South Georgia Tech, CVCC Hoops. Hey, we got a full weekend of hockey this Friday and Saturday at the Columbus Civic Center. The Columbus River Dragons, who are in first place in the Continental Division with 23 points. They stand at a 7-1-2 record. They will take on the Mississippi Seawolves. The leading goal scorer for the River Dragons, Alexander Jeminoff, with eight goals. Come on out and see the River Dragons. But if you can't make it to the Columbus Civic Center, you can always hear Tom Callahan on the call on the River Dragons YouTube channel and 106.9 Really Rocks. For tickets, you can go to rdragons.com slash tickets. Looking forward to the River Dragons this season. We had the NBA in-season tournament quarterfinals last night. The Pacers... They get the win, 122-112 to over the Boston Celtics. Tyrese Halliburton, I've always been a fan of his, felt like the Keens got rid of a gym. He got a triple-double and a late four-point play. The Pacers advance to the semifinals, which will take place on Thursday, December the 7th. The championship game is going to be Saturday, December the 9th, and sandwiched in some regular season games, too. If you're confused about the NBA in-season tournament and regular season games, don't be. It's just fun, and they really do mean something. The New Orleans Pelicans get by the Sacramento Kings, 127-117. They advance to the semifinals as Brandon Ingram scored 30 points. And I think with a healthy Brandon Ingram and a healthy Zion Williamson, the New Orleans Pelicans has to be one of the top teams in, in the Western Conference. We got games today, the New York Knicks taking on the Milwaukee Bucks and then the Phoenix Suns taking on the Los Angeles Lakers. Yes, these games do mean something, but if you look at the landscape of the NBA, some of the surprise teams include the Orlando Magic, who are 14-6, and and the Minnesota Timberwolves, who are 15-4. Some disappointing teams, well, the Golden State Warriors, they are just getting up there in age. All dynasties come to an end, and they never replaced the core players, Draymond Green, Klay Thompson, and Steph Curry. They had nice pieces, getting draft picks like Jonathan Kuminga, getting Andrew Wiggins, but they didn't really have that firepower when they first became a dynasty. And they're just not the same team anymore even with Chris Paul, and he's getting up there in age. Another team I'm disappointed in is the Atlanta Hawks. 
They're 9-10. and 10. This is unacceptable for a team that I think is a second-round team in the playoffs. They're at least a, the fourth or fifth best team in the Eastern Conference. They're going to have their work cut out for themselves as they will take on the Brooklyn Nets tomorrow at State Farm Arena. And we got a pretty cool local game that's happening tomorrow. You got Point University taking on LaGrange. I love seeing this matchup. They are dubbing it the Battle of Highway 29. And that is very fitting because Highway 29 will take you all the way to West Point. Even though Point University is in the NAIA and LaGrange College is in the NCAA Division III, these are still rivals, and I would love to see them play more often. All right. I am excited because today we got two very special basketball teams in the state of Georgia going head-to-head tonight at Stegman Coliseum. The Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets, led by their first-year head coach, Damian Stoudemire, taking on the Georgia Bulldogs, led by their second-year head coach, Mike White. And even though Georgia Tech is favored in this game, you can't deny that Georgia Tech had a huge win on Saturday, beating Duke 72-68. to And I think that Coach Stoudemire has got them in the right direction. They are led by their talented guard, Miles Kelly, averaging 18.8 points a game. Georgia is led by Jabri Abdurrahim, who's averaging 13 points a game. And I think that both these teams are going to compete for possible NCAA tournament berths. Now, they haven't made the NCAA tournament both at the same exact time, but wouldn't it be nice for them to do that? Georgia did get the win over Mercer on the 1st of December, and they got a big win over Florida State. Right now, they are winners of three straight And they do play a tough schedule, but the Georgia Bulldogs taking on the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets. Clean, old-fashioned, hate basketball edition on the SEC Network tonight at 7.30. Should be a lot of fun. And I had a special a couple weeks ago talking about Georgia Tech and Georgia basketball because I'm a fan of both. And it's always great when these two schools are great at basketball. And I'd like to see that again. Before I close the show, I want to elaborate more on the whole college football playoff situation because it really caught everybody by surprise. And even though that was not the result I expected, they did get it right. But here's my thoughts about it. You have five Power Five conferences and only four playoff spots. May I remind you, this is the final year for the four-team playoff. Somebody is going to get left out. I know that people think, well, an undefeated team should be ahead of a one-loss team regardless. Well, you can't really say that about Liberty, but they're not in a Power 5 conference. Florida State's strength of schedule was in the 50s. Alabama had a top 5 strength of schedule. You couldn't possibly leave an SEC team out of the college football playoff. It just wasn't going to happen. And in soccer news, the MLS Cup will take place this Saturday. It's the Columbus Crew taking on LAFC in Columbus, Ohio. And then I also want to give a big shout-out to Debbie Skipworth for letting me be on the distro for all the incredible sporting events that are happening in Muskogee County. And I'm going to go through them. 
Starting today, you got the Hardaway Hawks taking on the Columbus Blue Devils in basketball. Brookstone is taking on the Jordan Red Jackets. Central Macon is taking on the Kendrick Cherokees. The Shaw Raiders are traveling to Phoenix City to take on the Central Red Devils. Flag football, GHSA first and second round playoffs at Kinnett Stadium. 5 p.m., you got Columbus taking on Islands. Washington County is taking on St. Vincent's, and then the winner of Game 1 and Game 2 will face each other at 7.30. Over in the first-round playoffs, you have Jordan taking on Southeast Bullock, Kendrick is taking on Calvary Day, and Northside is taking on North Oconee. We have the Middle School Football Championships at Otis Spencer Stadium tomorrow, 6 p.m. Midland is taking on Richards. And we've got more basketball action on Friday. Brookstone is taking on Columbus. Jordan taking on Shaw. Spencer is taking on Northside. Well, that will do it for me. I want to thank everybody who has listened to the show. That is all the time I have here. Stay tuned for Braves Country Today with Mac McGee and the Armchair Quarterback. I want to thank Ryan O'Neill for giving me this opportunity to host my own radio show. I've been doing this for almost two years at the radio station, but... This is episode 751, and if you want to count the episodes I've done with Georgia Alabama Sports Live, we're about 20 episodes in. I'm just continuing to branch and network with other broadcasters, and that is what I am just trying to do. And like the great Josh Pate says, the grind is a blessing, and I appreciate that everything that he stands for as a broadcaster, making it big and also paving the way for us young broadcasters trying to get into the industry and trying to establish our legacy as broadcasters here in Columbus. Thank you again for listening, and we will talk to you later. All right, so what we're going to do now is we're going to go ahead and take a break. We're going to go pay some bills, and when we come back, I'm going to have the Glenwood head basketball coach for the boys and the girls coach, Dusty Purdue. He's coming on the show. You don't want to go anywhere. It's the Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. We'll be right back. Help protect your family from flu this season by taking three easy steps. First, get yourself and your family a flu shot. It's quick and can protect you all season. Second, take everyday actions to help prevent the spread of germs like flu. Cover your cough, stay home from work or school if you're sick, and wash your hands often. Third, there are drugs that can treat flu illness. These work best when started early. Learn more at cdc.gov slash fight flu. At Jersey Mike's, they slice your order fresh right in front of you. And let me tell you, watching that can send a rush of emotions through a person. Excitement, impatience, baby-like wonder, indecisive, anticipatory chewing, nervous pacing, happy claps, and finally, jealousy, because that's this guy's sub. I should order one. Good idea. Sliced right in front of you. It's a Jersey Mike's thing. A sub above. When you really need something to get you through a long graduation ceremony, Trolley Sour Gummy Worms are there to give you a thrill. With varieties like Trolley Sour Bursting Crawlers, the worm's soft and chewy texture, surprising flavor combinations, and neon bright colors will give everyone a reason to celebrate. So when you want to notch the festivities up a couple degrees, Trolley Sour Gummy Worms are the perfect way for everyone to celebrate. Shop now for any trolley that crawls your way. This is Austin Black, and I am the host of Behind the Tunes. 
Have you ever wondered about the stories behind your favorite songs and the journeys of those that sing them? Well, each week, we invite you to go behind the tunes and step into the stories behind your favorite Christian artists that shape the landscape of today's music. Hey everybody, this is Andy Crispin. Join me this week for worship as I play two hours of the best in modern worship music from churches and worship leaders around the world. And this week, my special guest is Blake Goss of New Spring Worship. See, I'm doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I'm making ways in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. For us, that scripture came alive because he did a new thing actually in an old place. You don't want to miss a moment of this week's worship with me, your host, Andy Crispin. WQEE 99.1 FM, The Key. Home of Southern Sports and Talk. Noonan, Sharpsburg, Franklin. The Baxters have a new first book. From number one New York Times bestselling novelist Karen Kingsbury, author of life-changing fiction, comes The Baxters, a prequel. The heart-pounding story of Carrie Baxter's wedding. Amidst family tension and the worst storm Bloomington, Indiana has seen in a decade. The Baxters, by America's favorite inspirational storyteller, Karen Kingsbury. Visit KarenKingsbury.com for more information. The Baxters, available now wherever books are sold. Wake up and text. Text and eat. Mm-mm. Text and catch the bus. Text and miss your stop. Wait, 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 wait. Text and be late to work. Sorry, I'm late. Text and work. Text and pretend to work. Text and act surprised when someone calls you out for not working. <clears throat> Who, me? Text and meet up with a friend you haven't seen in forever. Hi. Oh, hey. Text and complain that they're on their phone the whole time. Text and listen to them complain that you're on your phone the whole time. Text and whatever. But when you get behind the wheel, give your phone to a passenger. Put it in the glove box. Just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A public service announcement brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Calvary Sonoy Fellowship is an expository Bible teaching church where we study the Word of God line by line and we apply it life by life. We're here every Sunday morning at 10 o'clock on WQEE and we look forward to having you join us. Our church offices are located in Sonoy, Georgia, 6855 Highway 16, Suite 102, Sonoy, Georgia. If you'd like to call us, our number is 770-755. 8243. Or you can reach me, I'm Pastor Bob, at bob at calvarysenoy.org, S-E-N-O-I-A. You also can go to our website at www.calvarysenoy.org. You can reach our YouTube channel there, as well as our Facebook page. Join us at 10 o'clock right here on WQEE. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to the first episode of the Coach Purdue Basketball Show, the Glenwood Gators head basketball coach of the boys and girls team. I am Richard Holders from Georgia Alabama Sports Live. We've had a busy night. I just got back. Coach Purdue, congratulations on the win as we called the game against Southern Prep. It was the first region game of the season. Glenwood is now 4-1. Coach, before we get into the season, just... 
a little background. This is the first show for the Coach Purdue Basketball Show. Just tell us a little bit about your background, how long you've been the Glenwood head basketball coach for the boys and girls, and, and what made you take on both the boys and the girls basketball team, and what are some of the challenges having to coach both teams? Well, thank you, Richard. First of all, you and Thrift, I think you do a great job. Again, I've said that before. Y'all do a great job for the uh, student athletes in our area, so thank you very much for what y'all do. Uh, I have been the coach at Glenwood for 18 years, <laughs> off and on. Um, two years, I was the CBCC girls basketball coach, but I stayed here as the softball coach in the spring. So I've been affiliated with Glenwood for 18 years, um, and I have been the, co- the head coach of the boys basketball program 2006, and then became, three years ago, became the head girls coach. And you know, to elaborate a little bit, won four, I've won, uh, I mean, uh, we've won three state championships in, uh, in our, in our boys program, four, I think, excuse me, 07, oh, four, excuse me, 07, 13, 17, and 23, yep, and then I've won two of the three years that I've coached, this will be my fourth year coaching the girls, and I hope we get back there again and have another chance this year. And to answer your question, what made me uh, answer yes to the question when I was asked to do both, a couple of reasons. Uh, uh, I knew where the girls program was when we when I took over. It was in a good spot, so I wasn't really having to rebuild anything. I was just having to keep the longevity of it because our girls program has been so good for so long. Uh, the second thing was I got to control the gym. When you get to control the gym of when you practice, of when you get to come in, when you get to leave, then why not control the gym and have a chance to do that? So, you know, just being the overseer of all basketball operations at Glenwood has been a big deal to me. And uh, just want to, you know, I wanted to, to be on the girl side, too. And we have some good girl athletes, some good girl basketball players. So just really tickled to be a part of that. Uh, my background is I'm a second generation coach for my mom and my dad, Debbie Ball and Bubba Ball, who started Shaw High School. My dad's a longtime coach in the state of Georgia. Um, junior college coach in the state of Georgia and a high school coach. My mom, you know, was at Shaw for 30-something years and then went to Brookstone for a little while and retired and then came and helped me with softball as I was coaching softball over here. So uh, basketball and coaching is in my blood and uh, just tickled to death to be a part of Glenwood and uh, tickled, tickled, apart to be, uh, tickled to have a chance to start another season. I love this time of the season. I love the holidays and getting a chance to do extra practices and to play out of town and go on trips with these kids. So uh, I'm just a big kid getting to do what I love to do. And we did have a fun night tonight at the pit as Glenwood comes up with the victory over Southern Preparatory Academy, 70-34. to They go to 4-1 on the season. It's their first region game of the season, and I had the privilege to call the game on Georgia Alabama Sports Live. A big shout-out to Toygar, as it is. it was just the boys tonight, and so we are doing the show a little bit earlier, but... I mean, you got quite a challenge. I mean, you've got a game tomorrow. You got the girls that will be starting and the boys. I mean, these games will be a little bit later in the evenings. And then uh, you'll take on Evangel Christian Academy tomorrow. And then you'll go on the road taking on Otaga Academy, Abbeville Christian Academy, and then back home at the pit against Calvary Christian on Monday. Uh, what are some of the challenges when you go into a season? 
just looking at the schedule, who you can schedule, the travel, because I know in the AISA, a lot of these schools are over two, three hours away, but when you cross to the, the county, when you cross the, the state into Columbus and you get to play teams like Brookstone, Calvary, Christian, you don't have to travel as much, but uh, what comes into scheduling uh, the games in the AISA for the Glenwood boys and girls? Well, before you ask the question, because I know it's coming, I mean, you already know we're making the transition to next year. Oh, absolutely. So I did not have a problem making a schedule this year because everybody wanted to play us at least one last time. So I probably overscheduled. So what I have to do, my dad and my mom taught me, and Coach Key, who is one of my mentors, taught me is you can put them on their feet and legs too much uh, at practice and stuff like that. So days that we have off if we don't shoot we're going to watch a lot of film uh and talk about scouting talk about the report of who we're going to play but still try to get out there and shoot a little bit but i try to rest their legs as much as i can especially the boys side when we're running so much and you know i I shouldn't say that because it sounds bad but we like to run a lot too on the girls side so my thing is I, i try to rest them i try to rest their legs as much as i can I've thrown a lot at them this year as far as scheduling. So my thing is, I hope they're up for the challenge. But then you come down to the February, we're going to have to play three games in one week. I mean, I know there's a day in between each one, except for the state tournament. There's a final four and then the state tournament back to back. So that's what we're prepping for. That's what I'm trying to get ready for. And and you're right. I mean, we're going to, that's whoever made the schedule is a dumb guy because we, we're going to talk on Friday night in Prattville. We come home, get up the next day, get up early, have to go to Abbeville the next on Saturday. So we'll we'll and we'll probably rest and watch film on Sunday since we've already played Calvary and just do some film study uh, for that Monday. But we've got my thing is we got a lot of good opponents coming up, a lot of good basketball coming up. And my thing is is if your heart's still beating, you still got to keep on playing. And that's my thing. Let's just get after. Coach, going into this season, the Varsity Boys defending AISA champions, and it was just a special year last year. You get a lot of those players back. Uh, just some of my observations, you also have some newcomers on the team. As uh, I've been very impressed with Jadarian Holloway. as uh, He had a very good game tonight. And uh, Levi Pender, Jadarian Holiday were your top scorers against Southern Prep. And we had the privilege of calling the game against Calvary Christian on the campus of Calvary. And Jadarian Holloway and Levi Pender really have stood out. And also Mason McCrane with some block shots tonight. I mean, the nucleus of players that you have this year, uh, what are some of the adjustments that you made to this season, getting the new players familiar with your system and the expectations going into this season? Well, and that's the thing, uh, Jadarian, and we call him Swag. Uh, that's his nickname. Uh, he's a freshman. I understand sometimes. I got to remember that he's 14 years old. And he's going to make 14-year-old mistakes sometimes. But my, my my main thing with him is I want him to feel as comfortable as he can feel. He needs to come to my office, or he has come to my office, and we talk about what are your pros, what are your cons, what can you do. What don't we need to do? And we need to build from that because I want him to feel as comfortable as he can feel on the floor. And, I mean, he's a true basketball player. And then you talk about Levi Pender, who's the backup quarterback, who's uh, outside strong safety, who's the catcher on the baseball team, who plays third on the baseball team, who hits. 
And he comes in here Saturdays, knocking down threes at Stratford. We played really well. He hit five threes. He hit some more threes tonight. And right now, our team can't go without those two on the floor. Uh, you know, we got Griff Garner, who's our senior guard that comes in and tries to sell everything down and tries to do what he's supposed to do. And then we got a six, six kid. That's a Auburn signee. That's going to go to Auburn and pitch for Auburn's baseball team. That's just a freak athlete. And uh, if you could have guards and you could have a decent post player, you can play with pretty much anybody as long as you're playing good defense. And, you know, we're trying to get out and run a little bit. We'll have to do some half court set stuff. And we're long. I mean, River Baker's long. He's about 6'3", six, 6'4". Six, Tyler Sykes has been hurt the last couple of games since the Calvary game. Matter of fact, he had an Achilles problem. But those guys get in there. We got some guys that can play. I'm really excited about my team. Uh, you know, we started Braden good tonight. Be good started for us tonight. He comes over to us from Beauregard, just a super athlete. Camden White, you know all about him in football. Uh, gives us big minutes, scrapper, uh, does the dirty work since we lost Brandon. I'm expecting him to be the Brandon McCrane of this team. And, um, you know, Thet Marsh and Lamont, and Lamont uh, Burton, two physical football players that can come in and give us big minutes in basketball, not try to overdo it because they know what their role is. So I like this team. We're four and one. We should be five and zero. Oh. Uh, we choked on a game and lost on Saturday. We're up big in the fourth quarter against Stratford over at Stratford, and we let them off the hook, and they ended up beating us by five over there. But we outplayed them for at least three and a half quarters, and then they got hot, and then we fell apart at the end. But I like where we're going, and we, uh, you know, we still got a lot of work to do. Coach, I was impressed with your bench scoring tonight. Cam White, he had eight points. Uh, Lamont Burton, I mean, you talk about a physical player underneath the post, and he was scrapping for rebounds. I mean, that that football body is really translating to the basketball court. Lamont Burton had a great night with seven points, and Thet Morris, that mid-range jumper. I mean, when you have team, when you have a team like this that that has a deep bench, I mean, it is going to factor in when you get into region play and you play the likes of Lee Scott Academy or Springwood. I mean, I'm looking at the region right now, coach. I mean, Springwood right now is seven and one. You got Macon East who's still 0-2. It's still early, but we know that the the two teams to beat in this region are going to be Lee Scott Academy and Macon East. But Springwood is also very good. I mean, this is a very tough region. I mean, when you stack the the teams with non-region play, how prepared does it get you, coach? when it comes to region time big time because you you i mean you scratch the surface right there springwood is loaded let me go ahead and tell you that they are loaded and they're very very good she has done a good job of getting some players in she's done a good job of her program and she has just built it with with new players every year uh the johnson brothers play for them now they played football up there uh they're from opelika and they're very very good she got a transfer in from Greece, believe it or not, because they are a boarding school. She's got a couple of guys that were already on the team. So Springwood's loaded. I'm going to tell you, Springwood's loaded. Uh, Lee Scott, just they don't, they don't rebuild. They reload every year. They may not be as big, but they're going to be very athletic. They're going to be well-coached and very disciplined, and they're scoring a lot of points a game. Uh, Coach Glass at Macon East, he'll be there in the end, and they'll be really, really good. Uh, Valiant Cross, they'll be really athletic and really good at the end. They got a new coach and a new program. So they got we got some good teams in our league. Uh, I'm expecting the state champion this year again to come from the east, not the west. 
Coach, let's make the transition from the boys' varsity team to the girls' varsity team who came up short in the championship game last season against Clark Prep. But you have two returning seniors who have been the catalyst of this team. I'm talking about the post players, Tekela Davis and Anna Grace Griggs. Seeing that game against Calvary Christian, your post game is absolutely solid. But really, it starts with the point guard. When you get Hallie Palmore just involved and just spreading the rock and just continuing that offense to flow, how important is that for your team to do what they need to do to not only score on the offensive side but also get defensive stops? Well, you know, the thing with her is she came in and had to start the half the season. She didn't have to is what I made a decision to do. She was our eighth-grade point guard and played really, really down the stretch for us. Actually was on the all-tournament team in the region tournament. And uh, she did she did some really good things for us. And I'm just expecting her to take her game to another level. But having her there and then being able to move Olivia to the two-guard or the three-guard and then having our post players. And you saw what happened. We couldn't throw it in the ocean at Calvary Christian uh, from the outside. And Coach Norton, being the college coach that he is and being the good the good coach that he is, he packed it in on our post players. So we kept forcing it in there and turning it over, and we couldn't hit any outside shots. And it played to their game. And their little point guard, the eighth grader, she hit 31 points and played really, really well. And we had no answer for them that night. It's what happens when you're not ready to play. You come out flat, and the other team's excited about playing. Well, Coach, you'll get the rematch on Monday. At the pit against Calvary Christian. Georgia Alabama Sports Live is expected to be there. I know I'll be there, Coach. I've really had a great time, Thrift Barringer and I, calling the Calvary Christian Glenwood game on the campus of Calvary Christian. This is a rivalry. I mean, I know the Calvary Christian's in the gaps and you're in the AISA. But anytime these private schools play, I mean, it's a really a big deal. A lot of the kids know each other. You know, They live in Columbus and they live in Phoenix City and they... They really know each other, and, and just I'm really looking forward to Monday. And, and also, Coach, I want to give you an opportunity to promote the Border Wars. We did it last year, and I know that it's got a different format this year. When does the Border Wars start, and uh, what are some of the teams, or if you're allowed to say, uh, what yeah. are some of the teams that are going to be involved? Be glad to. Uh, again, thank you for what that. And, you know, I look forward to seeing you all again on Monday, Calvary. Be standing room only, like you said. You know who our rival is, honestly. It's the team 30 minutes up the road. But the ones across, it, it can be a state rivalry too, Alabama versus Georgia, whatever. And it, it's been that way for a long time. I mean, you saw the picture that I saw somebody blow up of the gym was unbelievable. No seats anywhere, packed to the rim. And I'm expecting the pit to be like that on Monday. So very excited about the pit being loaded on Monday. Extra security. Hopefully, we'll turn the air up a little bit more than they turned it up over there, and it'll be a little bit better atmosphere as far as that's concerned. But I'm excited about playing Calvary again. Jonathan's doing a great job. Both Jonathans, Jonathan Gordon and Jonathan Norton, uh, they're doing a great job with their programs, and we look forward to that competition. Now, let's move to December the 27th, 28th, and 29th. That'll be the Border Wars, the Glenwood Border Wars, December 27th, 28th, and 29th. And we're going three days this year. I've never done three days. We want an actual winner. It's my last time doing it with the private schools in the AISA. So we're going to have a winner. We're going to have a consolation bracket when you lose. We'll have a winner's bracket when you win. We'll have a winner for the girls. We'll have a winner for the boys. 
And I'll go ahead and tell you who's going to be playing. Deerfield Windsor, great program out of Albany, Georgia, is going to be here. Southland Academy out of Americas, Georgia, is going to be here. Calvary Christian's going to be here. Abbeville Christian's going to be here. Uh, Edgewood Academy's going to be here with one of the best girls in the state, Lindsey Brown. Uh, Atalga Academy's going to be here. Uh, let's see, who else? Lee Scott Academy's going to be here. Uh, we've got it's so many teams coming from all over the place. I'm really excited about it. I'm excited about filling this place up. Uh, and let me go ahead and throw this plug out there too, Richard, while I got you. Glenn Smith Chevrolet, thank you for stepping up. One of our major sponsors for the Board Award. Johnstone Industries Heating and Air stepped up. Major sponsor for our Board Award. They are the two main sponsors for our Board Award. They're, they have helped with us over the years. They're helping us again this year to help pay for the officials and all the, the stuff that goes with it. And I'll have more sponsors for you coming up. But I can't say enough about those two stepping up, not even having to ask, and them just throwing it out there for us. So we'll have cars on the campus. You'll be able to buy a car right when you walk in. Basketball and a new ride, what else can you ask for? Coach, an absolute success, the premiere of the Coach Purdue Basketball Show. I mean, we kept it under 20 minutes, a lot of great information. I appreciate you, Coach, you really for taking time. And, and I, I want to say a big shout-out to Thrift Behringer for really spearheading this idea. And he couldn't join us because he had other obligations. But, you know, I cannot wait to get you, me, and Thrift and chop it up and just talk a little bit about about well, basketball yeah. and I know that that you were just a great coach to him and and just when he played at Glenwood and I'm I'm just honored to be a part of the team. Well, hey man, if Thrift had been here we'd gone past 20 minutes, so you better not bring him on very often. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> No, but it it really was great. Coach, I'd love to get you back on every Monday night and uh, and kind of make this a, a thing and really good luck the rest of this season. Uh, you got a back-to-back -back day. I mean, you guys got to get up and do it all over again tomorrow as you will have a doubleheader. Evangel Christian Academy is coming to the pit as the Glenwood girls and the Glenwood boys will be taking on another opponent. And then you got a big road trip. So good luck. And uh, we'll see you back at the pit when uh, Glenwood takes on Calvary. Thank you, Richard. Thank you for what you do. Hey, and Richard, always remember this. Go Gators. Go Gators. That's right. <laughs> I learned that when I was uh, doing the the – doing the coaches show with uh, coach Nelson. Uh, we, we love our Gary's by the way, uh, Wes Hargrove did an amazing job as the PA announcer today. I, a big shout out to Wes Hargrove and he did a great job filling easy, in for you on the Glenwood easy, Gators Richard. coaches show. Easy Richard. His head will start getting better. And better. <laughs> we don't need that. It's already big enough. Thank you, Richard. I appreciate you and thrill. Keep doing what you're doing, man. Y'all are going places. Absolutely. Well, that is our show. Thank you, everybody, for joining the first Coach Purdue basketball show right here on Georgia Alabama Sports Live. I hope everybody has a great rest of your night, and we will talk to you next time. Wishbone Fried Chicken is back in a brand new location, 31 Jackson Street, Sweet A here in Noonan. Same great taste, the best chicken around, fish dinners. Open Monday through Saturday, 10.30 a.m. to 4 p.m. Dine in, take out, it's Wishbone Fried Chicken. Right next door to their former location, bringing you the best chicken around. So great. Wishbone Fried Chicken, 31 Jackson Street, Sweet A, here in Noonan. 
Hey, sports fans, it's Rod Peterson here, host of The Rod Peterson Show, inviting you to join us daily for two hours of Atlanta's funnest sports talk right here on WQEE. I say fun because it is. You've never heard a show like it because we make the listeners a part of the show every day between noon and 2 p.m. Eastern. You'll hear plenty of the best sports talk, including the latest on the Falcons, the Braves, and more. And who knows, you might even hear you. That's the Rod Peterson Show, daily at noon, right here on WQEE 99.1 FM. Hey, sports fans. Weekdays, 3 p.m. Eastern to 5 p.m. Eastern. Drive time. WQEE. Braves Country is a Southern sports talk show with Mac McGee and the Armchair Quarterbacks. That's Braves Country with Mac McGee and the Armchair Quarterbacks. Weekdays, 3 p.m. to 5 p.m., right here on WQEE 99.1 FM. You've been listening to another episode of the Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge presented by Georgia Alabama Sports Live. You can catch an episode daily on WQEE 99.1 FM, the key, Monday through Friday from 2 to 3 p.m. This is a podcast that covers local sports to the Chattahoochee Valley. If you would like to catch a replay of the show, you can download an episode on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or wherever you get your podcasts. And I hope you have a great rest of your day.